0: Name. Hallelujah. The longer I live, the less I need help in praising his name. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul Cries out, Hallelujah! I thank God for saving me. My Lord, you know what God—you know what God does. He lets us go through experiences, Lord. After we get saved, he taps our consciences and reminds us that it was him that bought us out. When our degrees, when our education, it was him. Can I get a witness? It was him that kept you from getting snuffed out. It was him, Lord have mercy, that snatched you out of hell with smoke still in your garments and put you on a street called straight. Can I get a witness? It was was him, it was him, it was him who was faithful when we were unfaithful. It was him, it was him, it was him. And then when he hits us about him, we can't help but to praise him. Can't help but to thank him. Can I get a witness? Somebody said, "If it had not been for the Lord, who was on our side, where would I be?" That that means that means. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold it that means there were times in your life when you got so low you thought about snuffing yourself out but God who's rich in mercy but God stepped in did he step in before you could do harm to yourself God stepped in before you went all the way under God stepped in do I have a witness? That's why we praise him. Because he's worthy.
1: He's won!
0: Worship is all about. Worship is giving God his worth. Somebody said he's worthy to be praised. Worship is not about me. Worship is not about you. It's giving worth to his name. And when I think about the goodness
1: of Jesus and all
0: he's done for me my lord, my lord, my lord my soul won't your soul cry out my soul cries out hallelujah yeah. I'll thank God for saving me.
1: <laughs> Ain't
0: no rock on crowd for me, though. Huh? I, I, I got my own crowd. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing me from such a mighty, long way. hmm Lord, have mercy. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Y'all excuse me. Glory. Hallelujah. Ah. All we can do is mow. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: You been thank you. So thank you. So good. Thank you. Been so good. Thank you. Glory. Hallelujah. tendency is to let you get into something you can't get out of. To let you go through something you can't leave. Only for him to pull you out. That's what makes us shout. Can I get a witness? Yes. Glory, glory to God. We greet you in the matchless, miraculous name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And truly, God is so good. Mm. See, that's why, that's, why, that's why he told the woman at the well when he was, he was in a water conversation. He said, I'm, I'm thirsty. It's 12 noon. It's hot. Can you give me some water? And the woman, you know, she went to all this dialogue and Jesus looked at her and said, Woman, if you knew who I was, you would ask me for living water. Can I get a witness? Thank you, Lord. This morning, we're in Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. And I'm going to talk about transference. Hebrews 4 verse 1. Let us turn to your and say, he's talking about you. Therefore, fear lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. This is undoubtedly one of the most powerful, meaty passages in all of the Bible. The writer to the Hebrews, whom I personally believe was the Apostle Paul, was elaborating on the thematic thrust that Jesus Christ, he's talking to Hebraic Christians. That's why it's called Hebrews. These were Christians who left Judaism, the Jews' religion, and got saved and started going through tremendous persecution from their own countrymen because they had left the old religion of Moses And we're now following the new dispensation of grace under Jesus Christ. And the writer is letting them know that Jesus Christ is superior to everything. He has a superior person because he is the preeminence the preeminence and 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 I don't have time to deal with his preeminence. That is that it is so vast, so large, so enormous that uh, Jesus is it was the word logos of God. John says he always was. He is the wasness of was. Before time was he was in eternity. Uh, this, he's a superior person. And because he has the preeminence, the Godhead made a decision that in him should all the fullness of the Godhead be represented in bodily form. Now, let me, let me try to break that down. That means God the Holy Spirit and God the Father said, we are fine with him representing us he's the head. Lord have mercy. But before he become could become the head, he had to humble himself. He had to pour out his rights as a slave in order to redeem us. He's a superior person with a superior priesthood. What and he brought about a superior principle which is called faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen and 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 so the writer is um in the reminding mode of amen, this principle called faith. He's, he's reminding us, amen, that, uh, and he has several, several key illustrations here. He's reminding us that there are some lessons to be learned in life about our total leaning on God. And sometimes our faith does not increase until we get into a lot of friction. Your friction and your faith are connected. Yeah. Our grandparents, our parents, our great-grandparents, they didn't have half of what we have materially, but they were much stronger spiritually. Isn't that right? They, uh, they walk with God. They walk, they walk, they walk, they walk with God. And, uh, whew, my God. He's dealing with this leaning, learning, and lessons from the past. And, 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 and what the writer is doing is that he's telling the believers to be steadfast in their faith and unmovable through their friction, and always abounding in the Lord, amen, in spite of what seems to be failure, uh, he's encouraging them that they have to remain steadfast, that God is looking for a perseverance of sorts, to persevere in spite of pain. Hang in there and keep on believing Even when you don't see it, you don't feel it, you don't smell it, you can't can't imagine it. Just keep on believing because uh, this faith is invisible. And, 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 And it's interesting that our temptation in time of trouble is to create our own pathway. We make the worst decisions when we feel that we are in trouble. We make the worst decisions when we feel we're in trouble. We we quick on the trigger. We we try to cover up things. We try to go fast pace and do things and and it's interesting that um, what what the right is doing in this matter of trouble is trying to teach us amen and encourage us to uh, totally believe God who guides and God who brings goodness and God who gives glue to our lives and ultimately glorifies himself. And here in, 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 uh, in Hebrews chapter 4, it is the promise of rest to the people of God who have entered in relationship with him. Amen. And and, and, and I want to synopsize this and make this as, as as quick as possible. So what he does, he begins in chapter 4 to to elaborate on um, three different levels of faith. Three different levels of faith. And let me say this to you. Your initial faith is salvation. That's your initial faith, that you must believe that Jesus is the Son of God, God the Son, he died for your sins, was buried and rose again, Ask him to come into your life and save you. That's, that's initial faith. You, you cannot live a whole life on initial faith. Uh, the the initial faith is to pull God into your life, then you need increasing faith, uh, Amen, to be sanctified to live a life that's set apart. Do I have a witness? And and and, and you know the more I elaborate on these Greek words, the more uh, clear uh, the scriptures become. Like for instance, the word sanctified means set apart, and the word set apart in the Greek means God had already envisioned you being set apart, listen, set apart for himself, but the word, set, the phrase set apart means set apart with boundaries so you could only go so far before God pulls you back. Now, 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 that's enough to shout on already. Can I get a witness? That's enough to shout on already that God put boundaries in my life so I wouldn't go too far anyway. Can I get a witness? I went far enough. In fact, I thought I had broke the boundary, but God originally had pulled us back in. Thank God for the pull. We could have been strung out this morning. Come on now. We could have, we could have been alcoholics. We, we could have been dead. Can I get a witness? Could have been prostitutes. Don't get new up in here. We, 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 we could have been a whole lot of things if God didn't predetermine that he had already given us a destination before time. It's called predestination. He had already chosen us, elected us. He, he had already adopted us. Can I, he had already seated us in heavenly places in Christ. He had already glorified us. He, I mean, this stuff is already done. We're just, we just living out what God has already done. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so, and, and, and so here, here in, in Hebrews chapter four, he, he's, um, encouraging us, if you will, uh, let us therefore, and the therefore always means there's something in the prior chapter, amen, to qualify the therefore. Do I have a witness? And, and, and when you look at this third chapter, Christ, amen, is the supreme object of faith, amen, and, and that there was a catastrophe in the Old Testament. Do I have a witness? But the same time that God is explaining and expounding on the old generation, he's pulling up scripture in Psalm 95 to confirm every movement made that's that's so deep david and david david the psalmist is pulling up uh, psalm ninety five and god and god and god God has three different facets of this uh, 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 faith not only the initial and the increasing but the incredible. Three warnings are in the text hey, beware of unbelief chapter 3, 12 and nineteen. take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you chapter three verse twelve. An evil heart of what? Unbelief and departing from the living God. God God says, warning number one, warning number one, warning number one, be careful you're not covering up or harboring or carrying around an evil heart of unbelief. Be careful. Now, 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 now this is deep because he's not talking to the world. He's talking to the brethren. Don't let unbelief set in. And it can, it can readily set in, can I get a witness, when we are conditioned to look for help on the outside, when we're looking for something, when we need to feel something, when we need to see something, amen, and we don't see it when God chooses to delay your blessing. Yeah, then we start working overtime to reverse God's decision. Do I have a witness hanging there with me now, and he says, uh, "Be careful, verse twelve uh, uh, be be beware of unbelief and then be afraid of following amen or falling short uh, 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 chapter four verses one to ten, and then third, be diligent to enter chapter four, eleven to thirteen enter what i 'm going deal with that momentarily, but what he's saying, all this is in a form of a warning. And the first thing that he does is he goes back to the old economy. First, we see the restlessness, not rest, of his earthly people who failed. They failed. How did they fall, fail? Well, they failed because they didn't fear God. They didn't fear God. And, 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 and the interesting thing about this and I'm saying this as we go along is that First Corinthians 10 don't turn says all came out of Egypt on the night of Passover, Exodus 12. God said every family, kill a kill a lamb take the blood, put it in the basin, take up which is a sponge and Put the sign of a cross, doorpost and lintel on your door. If you didn't read this in the Bible, you saw uh, Caesar B. DeMille's Ten Commandments, so I hear you. Put the sign of a cross on your door. Now, 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 let's stop. God was already talking cross way back in Exodus. And when I see the blood, I'm going to send my deaf angel out at 12 o'clock at midnight. And when, and, and when my angel sees the blood, here, here it is, he's going to pass over your house. Which means that when we are identified by the blood of the lamb, judgment passes over us. Can I get a witness? I'm going to pass over. I'm going to pass over. All were under the cloud. All ate of that All drank of that rock. Exodus 17. All ate the manna that fell out of heaven these little sweet pancakes, but with all God wasn't pleased. Now, now this is interesting. All of Israel is not going to be saved. All of the crowd that came out of Egypt was not going to be saved. Why? Because he, he, he goes on to let us know that with many of them God was displeased. And killed 23,000 in the wilderness. Why? Well, they murmured against God and they rose up against Moses. Amen. And they, they listen, they had orgies, they, they served other gods, and they were a continual pest in God's presence. Hmm. And Psalm 95 picks up this occasion of the old, that when you look at, Lord have mercy, the psalmist, and I want you to turn to Psalm 95, it just picks up the background of all of these things that are happening because, and verse 19 of chapter 3 says, so we see that they could not enter in because of what? Unbelief. Now now, now now, understand, let me try to, you know, give you the tracings. God pulled them out of Egypt. God took them through the Red Sea. Moses led them. They went through the Red Sea. They came, from, they came on the other side. Pharaoh was drowned. And um, Exodus uh, 17 says they got thirsty. And they started complaining, murmuring. And, and, and Moses uh, smit a rock. And, and water came gushing out. They got hungry. God sent down manna. They had a cloud above them by day, pillar fire by night, and it says the rock that followed them was Christ. They had all these protective devices, all these privileges, and yet they didn't believe God. And what God did, God allowed them to experience tests. Tests that God could have took them straight into Canaan, which was an 11-day trip, but God took them the long way So they could be exposed because he didn't want them running to the Philistines because the Philistines would have slaughtered them. Whenever God delays in your life, it's for your own good. There's something that God knows you don't know. Do I have a witness up in the house? There's something that God is trying to educate you. He's not trying to deprive you. He's trying to get things right before you're able to assume what he's delaying in your life. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so the Bible says that, uh, amen, they, they went through all of this, and then they were on the side of Jordan. Jordan River was swelling up. They couldn't cross, and God said, no, 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 no. They are not going into the promised land. They went to the mountain, got the commandments, went to the mountain of sin. God said he opened up the land, 23,000 got killed, and God said everybody 20 years and over is going to die. I'm gonna let them walk around for 40 years, and die. Yes, Why? Because of their unbelief. Amen. And I'm gonna let their children. I'm gonna let Joshua I'm gonna let Caleb in. But everybody over 40 will die in the wilderness. That that's the old economy because they 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 had a fear issue. They didn't reverence God. They they didn't they didn't properly. Uh, praise God. They didn't give God the credit for their deliverance. They were a constant, amen, pain in the side of God. Mm, what a history. So the writer comes along and says, now watch this now, in verse 13 of chapter 3, but exhort one another daily while it is called today. Today denotes opportunity. Aban, dispensational opportunity, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. And 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 then listen, he says in verse 14, we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. So now look at verse 17. But with whom was the was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned whose carcasses fell in the wilderness and he swore in his wrath, they will never enter into my rest. Never enter into my, now, now, now rest in, listen, listen to the pastor I'm teaching, rest in the book of rest in the book of um, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, rest is a place called promised land. Okay, re- re- rest is where you get into the Promised Land, a land that has been promised. And then, listen, it's not heaven; it's it's Canaan, and there are battles and blessings. You got to fight. There's battles and blessings. There, there, Listen, there are old inhabitants like the Jebusites, the Hittites, uh, the 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 You know, all 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 of them in the land. And here's what God was saying, there's pockets of resistance, I'm sending you in, listen, I've given you the land, so you walk in by faith, but here's what you got to do, amen, turn to your neighbor and say, you got to do something. You've got to, listen, you've got to fight against the inhabitants, amen, defeat the inhabitants, claim the l- land of the inhabitants, then you can have your inheritance, now now, now now so 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 Joshua hooks up with Ephesians about our inheritance. Our inheritance is in Christ. But although we are uh heirs, co-heirs with Christ, although we are adopted, we have inheritance in Christ, we gotta fight every day. Say amen. amen. We gotta fight this flesh, we gotta fight the world system, we gotta fight every day to conquer the inhabitants of our flesh Well, y'all, well, y'all get this y'all, y'all get this y'all get this you won't get this in moody look at this you gotta fight the inhabitants of your flesh you gotta conquer the enemy through faith you gotta go in you gotta face the enemy you gotta defeat the enemy you gotta take over and what you take over is now your inheritance so God is not in heaven like a Santa Claus just giving you inheritance. You got to work for this thing. You got to walk in the light. You got to come on now, You got to you got to read your word, you got to worship, you got to tithe, you got to you got to serve, you got to uh, sacrifice, you got to pray, you got to minister and the more we get involved with God, God starts giving us victory. And we start moving in and inheriting things that God had for us all along. But do I have a witness? It's tight, but it's right. That child, child of God, child of God, child of God, that he, he's talking about a failed fear, a, 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 a faithlessness of uh, a nation that did not want to do it God's way. So the writer transitions my second point where we see the rest of God's enlightened people. That's us. We've been enlightened. Chapter 4, verse 1 to 10. Real quick, let us, pertain to us dispensationally, fear to grace. Let us therefore fear lest the promise being left to us of entering into our rest, his rest, his rest, excuse me, any of you should seem to come short of it. So now the, the, uh, The psalmist, in Psalm 95, is really defining the nature of their rest, which, yeah, amen, which God would fortify. The promise in verse 1 is important because it implies entering into his rest. This entering is not a mandate and a mission. It's a movement that as I grow in grace and grow in faith, my levels of faith will dictate my victory in Christ. I got to be persuaded. I got to believe God. I can't walk by sight. I got to walk by faith. I got, I, got, I got to trust him at all times. When, when it looks like I'm in a corner, when it looks like things are not going right, when it looks like hell is on my trail, when it looks like, amen, my health is failing and the marriage is in turmoil and the money gets funny, when it looks like I don't have a way out, I got to keep on believing him. I got to call things, Lord have mercy, that be not as though it already was. Abraham, Abraham, Abraham had the faith to go. Genesis 12, God came to Abraham and said, get up and get out of the Ur of the Chaldees. I don't know if you know anything about the Ur of the Chaldees. Ur of the Chaldees, they were partying in there, heavy. Casinos and everything else. God told Abraham, get up and go, let's go. And And the Bible says he was going not knowing where he was going by faith. Can I get a witness? He, he not only gave him the grace of uh, the, listen, he not only gave him, amen, the going faith, but he gave him a graceful faith because when you get to the 15th and 16th chapter, it's the Abrahamic Covenants, and God promised him, I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. Do I have a witness? And his wife, Sarah, persuaded him, baby, we get old. Now, I know God promised you a son, but uh you know, baby, you you ninety-nine and I'm eighty-six. Or you eighty-six and I'm seventy, whatever. And 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 uh you know my menstrual period don't stop. There ain't no milk in my breasts. My ovaries have shut down. Uh baby, and that's just the way we are. See, God sometimes will tell you something that defies your logic do i have a witness and if you keep listening to your logic you're gonna get all messed up in your faith can i get a witness because god can do whatever he wants to do he can he can come on now and he can anytime a a black cow can eat green grass and give white milk that's that's only god can do that the sun and moon are taking shifts can i get a witness child of God, God can do whatever he wants to do and, 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 and so Abraham uh, believed his wife more than he believed God so Abraham and Sarah Josephus, Josephus, the Jewish historian says Sarah was the, about the best looking woman in all the Bible she was barren turned to him and said God ain't giving you everything So she came up with an idea, baby, since I can't have no kids, going into my handmaid, my 19-year-old Egyptian, and have a baby. And I don't say nothing in the Bible. Abraham said, no, dear, I need to pray about it. I should preach that on Father's Day, huh? He didn't bring up Viagra. He went in, they had a baby, and right after they had a baby, Ishmael, who's the father of Muslims, Ishmael, God said, even though you did all that, that's still not my promise. You're gonna have to wait another 14 years. I'm gonna wait till you get ninety-nine years old. My God, today. I'ma wait till Sarah. Get ninety, and then the Bible says, "By faith, she gave her womb strength to have a baby." Do I have a witness? So, so, so Genesis sixteen was the grace period that God blinked at Abraham's sin. And then when you get to chapter 22, it's a short conversation. The Bible says that God woke Abraham up early in the morning at this time. uh, Amen. Isaac is a young man. And God said, now uh, take your son, your only son, and take him to the summit of Mount Moriah and there kill him. And the Bible says Abraham got up early denoting that he had full faith in God. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wasn't trying to logically figure it out. Wait a minute now. If this is the promised son and I kill him, then the promises are gone. He didn't say that. He just got up early and the son was a young man. And Isaac said, Father, the wood is here, the knife is here, uh, uh, the fire is here. But where is the sacrifice? Then Abraham said, The Lord will, amen. Prepare himself as a sacrifice, meaning Jehovah Jireh. In your life, when you don't know how something's going to be worked out, just say Jehovah Jireh. The, the Lord will, the Lord will, the Lord, the Lord will provide. Took his son up to the summit. Got halfway with his servants and told servants, look, y'all wait here. We will return. I'm trying to fix this thing for you. Nobody in the Bible had ever been resurrected. We will return. Abraham said, you know what? I've walked with God for so many years. I failed God. I I was messed up in God. I I did my own thing through God. He said, but you know what? On this one, I I don't know how God's going to do it, but me and this lad is coming back. I'm going to kill him, but somehow... God going to raise him back up somehow. Because some, all of the promises are predicated on him. And what we got to do in our faith life, we got to look at something that looks impossible and call it possible. Can I get a witness? And we got to become persuaded uh, with that thing. Child of God, so here, 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 uh, we move from, metaphorically, the place of rest to a person of rest. You got to see this. So here in uh uh-huh and this is me Hebrews four. This is where Jesus the son of God and God the son is being introduced. Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29, he says, here's what Jesus said. First he presented himself to Israel. Israel rejected him. He said, Okay. He came into his own zone, received him not. Once they rejected him, Jesus opened up the doors and said, Come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I'll person give you rest. Can I get a witness? I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you my my salvation rests. Lord, have mercy. I, you won't be weary, wounded, and woeful anymore worrying about hell. I'll give you rest. And, 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 and then he says, take my yoke and learn of me. That's sanctification rest. Then he moves to another passage that says in John ten 10, I've come that they might have life. What kind of life? Eternal life. Faith in Christ equals eternal life. Can I get a witness? And I've come, second part, that they may have life more abundantly. The abundant life. See, the problem in the church, everybody want to go to heaven, nobody want to die. Everybody's only concerned about eternal life, but you're not concerned about the abundant life. So because you got eternal life without abundant life, You're going to heaven, but while you're on earth, you're in hell. Because the abundant life brings joy. It brings confidence. It brings peace. It heals wounds. Mm. Lord have mercy. And we can spend years on the eternal side and never been on the abundant side. The abundant life means... I'm still human, but I don't get strung out with worry because God is in control. Do I have a witness? The abundant life says weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. The abundant life said, and we know that all things are working together for the good for them that love god and them who are called according see the abundant life lets you know that you coming out of this can i get a witness that that that's why i love the abundant life because i might mess something up and god will work it out the devil might put it in and god will work it out can i get a witness yeah and Child of God, what I love about the abundant life is that God promises us a freedom day, Lord have mercy, a victory day. He promises us, amen, a day that we will be set free. And and some of us, some of us, some of us are our own worst enemies. Because of disobedience, we're dysfunctional. Mhm. nobody in the church should be a victim oh poor me I, I i just i i I feel like dying i I just can't get it together i i I don't know i, I I'd be better off dead. You know where that stuff comes from? Listen, no, listen. It comes because that's what you keep feeding yourself. John, John, John chapter 5, Jesus told a man, do you want to be healed? Well, that's, that's a rhetorical question. Why would Jesus ask a paralyzed man who has not walked in 38 years, do he want to be healed? Because sometimes we really don't want to be healed. We'd rather keep using the excuses than to actually get healed. And getting healed is going to cost you something. That's going to break up your normal activity. I'm preaching up in this place. Can I get a witness? So so, so, so Jesus said, do you want to be here?" The man says, well, you know, I, Lord, I, yeah, I want to be here. But every time I go to get in the water, and the water is agitated by angels from heaven, and every time I go to get in the water, somebody beats me in the water. Mm-hmm. Jesus, inferred, you don't need no angel, you don't need no, just, just take up your bed and walk. Can I get a witness? And, and, and some of us just need to take up our beds and walk. Stop blaming your husband, your wife, your children. Stop blaming, Stop, stop come on now, stop blaming bad times. We all had bad times. Can I get a witness? We, we, all, we all got health issues. We all got stuff going on. Don't you have stuff going on? Come on now, you got stuff going on. Can I get a witness? And what God doesn't want you to do is keep making excuses why you can't be victorious. Satan is a liar. You can be victorious if you want to be victorious. Can I get a witness? You, you, you can make it, as Sly said, if you try. Can I get a witness? You, you can get up out of that bed, that same bed you've been laying on for 38 years, blaming your mother and your father. They've been dead 50 years. Blaming your first, second, and third husband. Blaming your f- fourth, fifth, and sixth wife. I'm sick of it. If I've been married five times, how? what makes me think the sixth one's going to work? there's something, I'm preaching up in this place there's something wrong with me it's me, it's me, it's me oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer if I just met a man like my dad well you ain't gonna meet nobody like your dad sick of that You married a Volkswagen now you want a Cadillac. It ain't happening. Can I get a witness? Well, My husband needs to drop a couple pounds. Well, he's 65. What do you want? How was he at 20? You can't go back there. In the name of Jesus. The reason we keep making excuses is because we don't want to do what God's asking us to do. That's why we keep making excuses. And you're going to die making excuses. Do I have a witness? So there's, there's an element in the church. We got victims in the church. I don't fool with victims. We got victims in the church. Amen. And And, and child of God... He He's saying, "Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest." Lord, have mercy. I'll give you salvation rest. I'll give you sanctification rest. I'll give you satisfaction rest. God, 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 God will satisfy your every need. Do I have a witness? And 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 it's it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here that. We, we move from this enlightenment of rest where, where Jesus wants you to come to him specifically. Specifically. Not any other God, not any other belief, not any other faith. Jesus wants you to come to him specifically. And you know that he's God because John says no man can do what he did unless he was God. Do I have a witness? How are you going to feed 5,000 plus, 13,000 people with two small sardines and a piece of bread multiplying the, the, the food? How, how are you going to wait to a man is dead four days and go to the graveyard and call him back to life? How, how, how? Lord have mercy. How are you going to land on an island known for demonic activity? Get out of the boat, and and you don't hear nothing about the disciples. The disciples say, hey, uh, uh, "You got this on your own, buddy. You got it on there." Hey, Peter and them said, "We ain't fooling with this." Jesus walks off the boat, and as he's walking, the Bible says, "A man." who was chained, broke the chain. The man was demonized. The man was demonized. And the man went running towards Jesus. And when he ran towards Jesus, the Bible says he got in front of him and fell down and began to worship him. (laughs) What kind of mess is that? And Jesus, Jesus looked at him and said, what's your name? He said, my personal singular pronoun. My name is Jesus for we, are many. Legion of 6,000 Roman soldiers. It's 6,000 to one on this island. We got 6,000 demons surrounding you, Lord. And here's our request. Permit us to go into the swine. Y'all ain't getting this. See, see, you, you gotta keep on telling yourself who Jesus is. Every time you call that name, you gotta know who he is. Every every time you rest in him, you gotta know who he is. Every every time you pray to him, you gotta know that he is! Somebody said he's able. Isn't he able? He's able to keep you from falling! Look at the third third and final thing here. Ah! not only arrest to his earthly people and arrest to his enlightened people. But here it is, we see a rest to his enriched people. Now don't miss this four-three. For we which have believed do enter into rest. And and by the way, I I I I did a study on this word rest, and one rest is to be refreshed. Can I get a witness? Uh that that's 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 uh-huh, that's a apostas, is to be refreshed. But then there's a catapostasis, means to cease. Cata is down. Uh, put down your work. In other words, the text is teaching, God doesn't want us to stop working for him. But God does not want us to work in him for something else. He wants you to stop working. Can I get a witness? He wants you to stop making, excuse the Old Testament, uh, uh, Septuagint, which is the Old Testament in Greek. katapausis is, is the Greek word here. Look what it says, and I want you to see this. He says, uh-huh, uh, for we which have believed do enter into rest. It is the Sabbath rest. It is the finished rest. The world was created in six days, and on the seventh day, the Bible says God rested. He he wasn't tired, Kent. He was finished. And what God is teaching is when you're finished, you don't need to keep working. When you have a finished faith, you don't need to keep claiming. When you have a finished faith, you don't need to keep asking him for the same thing. When you come to the place where you can shut down and shut off what you've been praying about, that's a finished faith. So people with a finished faith sound crazy. I believe God and I'm persuaded. I don't have to keep asking for the same thing. I prayed one time in the name of Jesus. I've claimed one time in the name of Jesus. I bombarded the throne one time in the name of Jesus. God heard my prayers. God knows my heart. God knows where I am. Can I get a witness? Well, preacher, what are you going to pray when you come back tomorrow? I'm just going to thank him for answering my prayer. Lord, thank you for answering my prayer. Thank you for saving my wayward son. Thank you for fixing my messed up marriage. Thank you for healing my uh, 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 sick body. Thank you for making me straight when I was crooked. You start thanking him. Can I get a witness? See, that's a finished faith. And people with a finished faith are dangerous. Can I get a witness? Uh, Daniel had a finished face. They said, you better not pray anymore facing Jerusalem. If you do, we're going to throw you to the lions. And the minute they made the edict, Daniel got on his knees. And Daniel started praying to Yahweh of heaven. And they threw Daniel in the lions then. Lions had been starved for 10 days. And the lions were surrounding Daniel. And some preachers said God gave the lions lockjaw. They couldn't eat him if they wanted to. Because God was in it with him. You don't got to get in this thing with you. Just add Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The they threw them in the oven. Did they throw them in the oven? They heated it seven times hotter. Nebuchadnezzar said, and who is that God that would deliver you out of my hand? Can I get a witness? They threw him in a fiery furnace, and Nebuchadnezzar looked into the furnace and said, we got a mathematical problem here. Did not I throw three in? But behold, there's a fourth one, and he looks like the Son of God. Can I get a witness? Don't you know Jesus will get in the heat with you? Don't you know Jesus will deliver you? Don't you know
1: Jesus? In the able, in the
0: able, in the able, God wants you to have a finished faith. He wants it finished. He don't want you fickle-minded. He wants it finished. Can I get a witness? Then you can walk boldly. You can talk boldly. You can rest in him. Can I get a witness? I was young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Never seen a seed begging bread. Can I get a witness? Child of God, you got to know that you know that you know that you know that God wants you to be finished. He wants you to cease from working. He wants you to stop trying and start trusting. Can I get a witness? He wants you to let go and let God take your hands off it. Back up and praise him for the outcome. Lord, I want to thank you for your goodness.
1: Thank you. For your grace, thank ya, thank ya, thank ya. Say yeah, say yeah. Finish, 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 finish,
0: Finish. That's the faith God wants. Finish. Will you stop trying to work it out? And you let go and let God walk away from it. Brush yourself off. It's in the master's hands. He's got it. And I'm just going to praise him for having it. I'm going to exalt him for changing it. Say, uh, when you can't talk to the person about Jesus, talk to Jesus about the person. Let's stay on our feet this morning. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The cure for unbelief is let us labor, therefore, into his rest. For the word of God is sharp, powerful, than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder a soul and spirit, and as a discerner, can I get a witness of the heart, of the mind, and of the will. As every head is bowed, if you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Jesus, Son of God, God the Son, wants to save you. He died for your sins, was buried and rose again. He's got all power in his hands. If you want to be saved this morning just raise your hand is there one bus ministry yeah put your hands up come on now y'all come on out come on out glad to have you come on you want to be saved come on you want to be saved you want to be saved you want to be saved
1: come on
0: Jesus, my brother. Thank you. Come on, is there another? Jesus said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Is there another? I want you to step out right now. Give your life to Christ. He's going to come in, and he's going to change everything. Praise Jesus. Is there another? Thank you, baby. Is there another? Step out right now. Step out step out. I want you to step out. Be honest with God, honest with yourself. (sighs) For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Step out. Step out. If the Lord had not saved my soul, I'd I'd be dead. I'd be dead. I'd be dead. Is there another? Can we invite you to come and give your life to Christ? I'm talking to everybody, but I'm specifically looking at our bus ministry. Step out. Or perhaps you want to join the church in Christian experience. Will you come? Will you come? Is there another? Is there another? Praise Jesus. Glad to have you guys. We We good? All right. praise god no compulsion we just give you truth amen praise jesus brother thank you man thank you thank you jesus. all right praise jesus i want to ask you to follow ministers in the back please church amen praise god. praise him a finished faith gives the situation to God and walks away fully believing that in God's own time he's gonna make it happen can I get a witness delays are from God yeah God determines timetables And all the while, he's doing something in us. Do I have a witness? He's faithful. He's fruitful. Look what he has done in our lives. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Got a long way to go, but thank you, Lord. I may not be everything I ought to be, but thanks be to God. I'm not what I used to be. Can I get a witness? Nobody but Jesus. We're going to ask at the close that all people going in for discipleship classes to eat and our bus ministry meet up front. We love you. We thank God for you. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, as you went back into the Old Testament to pull up a faithless, fickle, frustrated people who you swore would not enter your rest, And then, God, you brought us up dispensationally to the word today to point at your son, Jesus. Lord God, thank you for Jesus who saves us, secures us, sanctifies us. And then God, you want us to end with a finished faith. A faith where we can just walk away, believing that you're able to turn our lives around. And God, we have so much peace and power with a finished faith. No worry, no fret. We just rest in you, the God of our salvation. And it's in Jesus' name. And we pray for the preparation of the food. Bless the food. Bless every family and sound of my voice. And help us to understand that faith is a movement. Faith is a maturing. Faith does not stand still. That we need to increase our faith in Christ. So that we are finished working. In Jesus name. Amen. <laughs> Turn your neighbor say neighbor. He is finished. God bless you. Love you. Have a great day.